Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, what up? I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Man, we got a great part three for you. Part three. Stanley Johnson, L.A. Lakers, although potential free agent. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we have... We got some pods upcoming for you that you're going to love. We will do a pod breaking down uh, these NBA playoffs right as they take place. And we'll get those out to you next day. But I want to make sure you got this because I did dig in with Stanley on the state of the Lakers and on Russell Westbrook specifically. Was he a good teammate? Does he think Russ should be back? Or was it just a bad fit from the start? Let's just listen in. Here's Stanley Johnson. Of course, been in the league for half a decade. Trying to figure out where he can stick this year, next year. But his thoughts on the Lakers, his thoughts on Russ. All right. So uh, after the exit interviews yesterday, uh, Russ, he, he, what, he, what he said was, hey, basically like Frank didn't like him, never liked him. Yeah. And he couldn't figure that out. What, what was the dynamic like from your perspective? Right. And I, I, you know, the craziest part is like, I, I feel like everyone in like, he said, I, I, I saw some things he said and it's like, it's like, when does he get an opportunity to, to like, he, he gets a fair shot. Like we're all competitive. Like we're all athletes, like we're, it's our profession. So, um, 
Russ is a really great dude, not a good dude, a great dude, like a great person, a great athlete, a great teammate, like all over the place. So a lot of times when, when there's criticism, just like as athletes, it's just criticism. It's not like the dude hates you. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like X, Y, and Z. It's like, obviously we had a tough season and that's how he expressed his emotions. But it doesn't, to me, it, 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 it it's like, it, it's confusing. Like a lot of times, like at the end of the day, if he didn't, if Russ, Russ, like, like I said before, Russ is an honest person. If he didn't like Frank, he would have said it. It would have been already out there. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was a real problem, it would have, it would have been there. Like he's not going to go in the locker room every day and like, you know, be around a guy he doesn't like. Like it's all competitive. It's all business. It's not, has nothing to do personal at all. I know. I, 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 under, I understand. Like, that, but, but he, but he laid it out. Like he didn't get a fair shot and he wasn't used the right way. Uh, you can't, you're not going to play with LeBron James and be the primary ball handler. And when you, when you shoot as poorly as he did, it makes it really hard for you to be the primary ball handler because there's just no space for everybody else. Well, I think the thing that people don't realize for Russ is every other game, he had a new responsibility. If LeBron's playing, he has this role. If Anthony's playing, he has this role. If Anthony and Bron are not playing, he has this role. Like, we expect Russ to be like Superman. We expect him to be like, you know, don't ever turn it over. 20, 10, and 10 every game, like, he's human too. He's trying to figure it out the same way we're trying to figure it out. Um, and the instability of the lineup and all these things that we had no control over, which is no no excuse, by the way. This is not like... No, me, that's like, a reality. That's not... It's, that's, the, that's a, it's just that's really a, reality. Like, that, you that's, know? A re, that's a reason, not an excuse. Yeah, but, that's not an excuse. But, like, but that's like, not an even excuse. The, but, but Stan, even the most ardent... Russ fan will tell you like it's there's different kinds of turnovers like bro you just dribbling the ball of the court dribbled out of bounds like come on and then and then you know when when you know when the he struggled he's always he's never been I think one of the things is and this is interesting that I know from talking to NBA coaches and I'm sure you know is reputation wise is different than the reality and sometimes you know when you're in Oklahoma City People just look at box scores and highlights, right? Yeah. He's, never been a, he's never been a great finisher in terms of um, uh, the analytics of, of how he finishes at the rim. And so I think people freaked out because they saw some of it in person for the first time. They're like, why is a guy so crazy athletic and get into the rim? And then he misses. Like, that's kind of who he's always been. The turnovers have kind of always been there. The one thing that did change is the shootings got worse, not better. Like there was some – and, and – most of you guys mostly like it. I have so much respect for NBA players because an NBA player in an empty gym makes like 85 out of a hundred minimum. Like they're, you guys are ridiculous. Yeah. But, but the, some of the misses were so bad. I, and, I mean, I, let me, let me ask you this question then. Okay. You want to play against Russ? Hell no. I, don't know. I, I, I dude, I saw him in the playoffs against the Spurs and I was like, I don't know how he guard him. Thank you. Thank you. That's my point. This dude, this dude, 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 dude is a Hall of Fame, top seventy-five before this, before his career is even over with. Not and this somehow, year. some way, we're saying, "Oh, Russ is bad." Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Hold on. Is Carmelo a Hall of Fame player? One thousand percent. Okay. Was he a Hall of Fame player this year? What I think so. 
Come on, dude. He can't guard no, anybody. Honestly, I, no, honestly, I think I think in his role and what he did this year, dude's a savant. Like he like he gets ISOed. He, he like he gets the ball. We throw it to him with seven seconds on the clock. They run a double team at him. He turns over his left shoulder or right shoulder every time. Everyone knows it's coming. It's going in. No, he's, like, he was Carmelo the doesn't have the role. He, he, no, no, he that, Carmelo doesn't have the role anymore. that he my, had when my, he was in Denver. No, well, he's not that guy anymore. He's in his mid thirties, right? Nobody. So be it that, then. But right. we cannot grade him off that because he doesn't have the opportunity to do that as well. Well, I, I, I would disagree with the opportunity. Like the opportunity would be even worse. Like you guys, the, the defense would be even worse. My point no, is that, <laughs> that my, my, my point is that if I'm not arguing that Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Fame, not, not a Hall of Famer, of course he's a Hall of Famer. My argument is how he's playing basketball this year, he's not even close to being a borderline all-star. You'd have a tough time. The, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Nobody wants, people don't want to trade for him. If we you know, if we that, were if we were if we were the four seed this year, he would have been an all star. If I had two heads, I'd be in the circus. Okay, so like I he I would get not what you're be saying. an all star. He would not be. I an get what you're saying. He would not be an all star. I get what you're saying, but the, being an all star has a lot West. more to do with team success than all personal success. So so you think, hey, we're gonna run you run it back with Russ, and if the lineup is more stable, he'll be he'll be much better next year. I bet my contract on it. Now, this, the story that everybody else likes to tell is Frank is the guy who wanted to keep him in the starting lineup and other people in the organization soured on him. What, what was the dynamics like when, when he's frustrated? Because all we see, all we see is his body language, which at times isn't great. But if you're frustrated and you're struggling and, and you're that's in the your thing, home right? Cabin, and that's, right? that's the thing, right? That's the thing where I don't like either, where it's like, like Russ is one of them hyper competitive dudes, like super hyper competitive. Yes. Like Russ can't even talk before games. Like he's like locked in, like, you know, he's locked in, like he's locked in. Like, I'm telling you that as his teammate, like I, you, he, he's so locked in. It brings the locker room up. It brings every, you know, it like you look at him, you're like, Oh, this, this motherfucker going to play tonight. Like, you know what I'm saying? This dude, this dude right here, he's, he's going to be, he's going to do something tonight. Like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's no laughing. It's no joking. Like, it's cool and stuff. Like, obviously we can talk to him, but he's, he's locking in. It's like a slow, gradual lock-in. Like I get there early every game. He's there as early as anybody else. Like he's has a, I, I watched him. I watched him. I watched every, all these Hall of Famers go through their process every game this year. It's been that consistent every game, playing or not playing. That dude is hyper-competitive. Now, how that translates out, to other people, okay, take your opinion, all right? Especially how the how the camera cuts it. You sometimes you only get the worst of it. But no, I, I, actually, I mean, I'll like, look, like, like, I'll ask look, this I, I'd again. say, I, I'd say, like, what you do, there's times when he's not up cheering on the bench. Okay. There's times in which he's always he it feels like he creates friction with the media when they ask him about the turnovers. I'm allowed to turn the ball over. You know, it's like, I mean, just, just give, give, give me a little something, dude. It's like, we're not trying. Most guys who do the job of covering the NBA uh, idolize the NBA players, but he, he puts, makes everything defensive. Yeah. Which I feel like it's, it's like everybody has like different ways to take things. Um, And honestly, like, I think he's right in saying like, 
I don't think you got a. I don't think you got a fair shakeout with 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 the media stuff. Um, I personally don't. That's that's how I personally feel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Like, okay. you know, who knows, right? But for me, in general, there's this like, there's this like uh, ex- expectation or or some type of thing. Yes. And how I learned yeah. things growing up as a Christian is, you know, you you tell God what you're going to do, and God's going to show you something different. So, like, if He says He has no expectations, that doesn't mean He doesn't have. It, that's what he's, he's not saying he might not be saying his expectations or or the expectation that he has. He maybe not he might not word it as an expectation. But like I've been in the locker room in, in plenty of situations where the dude's like, man, I, I want to win. Like, what's up? I want to win. I want to win. I hate this. I want to win. Like, how do I win? How do we win? I want to win. Like he said that many a times. Like so like like you know like for him to go to the media and 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 and, and massage somebody's you know emotions or something like that some people do some people don't since he didn't okay that's fine with me that's fine but at the end of the day the dude played what 80 81 out of 82 games yes he averaged you know double figures in points probably like what like 28 and 8 something like something around there his effort level you can never say he didn't give effort like he might, as an anybody makes a mistake. Like it's like you can watch a you can watch a highlight clip or something or a low light, and it looks so bad. But at the end of the day, like when you're in a locker room and you're watching film, like as a player, you can understand those things. You can understand those things. Like you can you can really understand those things. Like some games he'd go in the game and he'd have ninety percent of the, the responsibility on the ball. Then LeBron's playing, then he can delegate that responsibility. Then when AD's playing, he can delegate that responsibility as well. And then the next game, it's like he's back at 90% again. It's like it's hard to catch a rhythm when you're doing stuff like that. It really is. But it's also hard for those. He he struggles to play without the basketball. And last time I checked, you guys only play with one. Right? He's just not, He's used to, I mean, look, he's been in a ball-dominant role. And playing off the ball, I mean, the ball, LeBron has to have the ball. Anthony Davis yeah. has to have the ball. That's really hard. And then I'll, I'll say know, like, this look, too. It's to, become to, it's become a it's become a league of shooting. You to, gotta to, have to, space. to what you said, right? There's a there's a I'm not gonna say no names, but there's a bunch of guys that are in the same position, but I don't hear nothing about it like this. You don't hear nothing about it like this. You don't hear you don't hear it like this. No one gets their character shot at. No one gets their their like, I don't think it, who, like, nobody attacked nobody attacked his character. Come on, man! Like I mean, like, we just, does, you just said you just, you just said oh, he looks like a bad teammate. He didn't cheer. Yeah, but that's for not, for that's for, for, for a person I, like him who prides himself on being a good man and a good teammate. That's attack on his. That's attacking on his character. But then, how come we wasn't standing up cheering? He didn't cheer when the camera was on him. But as mm-hmm. his teammate, I'm telling you, he's a great teammate. Like <laughs> what are you like? Okay. I'm like ask ask anybody in the locker room one to fifteen, one to seventeen. What about Russ? No, no, no one's gonna say. That. I guarantee you, no one's gonna say. Oh, we don't, we don't like. You know what I'm saying? And not even on some, not even on some PC stuff. Not even like being like what's right and what's right, and what's wrong is wrong. Like the dude's a really good dude. I'd rather just not comment on it than to say a lie. I've ne- listen. I've never heard anybody say he's a. Ba- it's like Mellow. Mike Mellow's a great dude. Everybody likes Mellow. Right? And for a couple but- of years there, what was Mellow? What was Mellow? Mellow was like, oh, well, Mellow's a bad locker room guy. No, it was Mellow doesn't play any defense. 
Oh, okay. And and Melo was almost like it's almost like Melo is for for wrestling. Melo, it's almost like if it's not this reason, you'll find a reason. If it's not this reason, we'll find another reason. No, 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 no. I I don't I don't think that. Like, look, I pride myself. I try and be super fair. Okay, and I will tell you that again. Like Russ, I've never heard anybody say Russ is a bad dude. Okay, but in in or and Melo, people love Melo. Like guys love Melo. But Mello, for if we're real about it, he when he was in New York and he was a superstar, he wasn't in shape to start the year. Okay, other guys do that. Okay, but his game, the NBA evolved kind of away from his game. You know, he was a go-to score in the mid-range and in the post, and he's yeah. become he's made himself into a, a prolific three-point shooter. But when he was at his peak and he was the best scorer in the league, he was really still not a three-level score. Right, he's more two-level. So, so Ooh, I, know, I gotta, I gotta hold you there, champ. Okay. Mellow, mellow. I mean, I, I mean, mellow. When it comes to scoring, he has an, he has a, he has a doctorate in it. I, I'm, I'm not. Any way you what, want I, it. what I'm telling you was the three, the three pointer. That's a recent addition. Okay. You know, you and don't, you, you don't remember Olympic mellow. Yeah, I remember Olympic Mellow. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not saying. Let's not say he can't. Let's, let's not say he's. He's not always been a prolific three point shooter. Because I mean, I, I think the thing. Line. Like I think the thing that we can always say, like you know, we're laughing. You know, when Mellow's hot, because when he shoots a three, he'll push you off at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And those are like you know, we think about Mellow. What do you think about? What do you think about first? Him banging his three fingers up up against his head. Yes. So you that can't wasn't, say that, he wouldn't that, be that doing that. He made it too. That was that was post. That's post out of the league. Mellow when he remade himself into try and be a you know a three point shooter off the bench and just be a great teammate. And he's accomplished that. Last night but, I watched him. Last night I watched a highlight of him scoring sixty two in the garden. I saw like eight threes going. Listen, he was the best scorer in the league for about a five or six year stretch. Okay, okay? he was the best scorer in the league, but that was. Uh, probably ended seven years ago, six years ago, right? And so the, yeah. the issue is like that guy, Mello can still be really effective, but you got to have four other dudes that can defend and can hide the fact that he's in his mid, he was never a good defensive player and he's in his mid thirties. Right? So let me, ask you, let me ask you a question then. Yes. How many guys in the league are, are, are in that same position? Which position? That one that their strength is offense and their weakness yeah. is probably defense. The best player on many of these teams, or Thank there's you. so why are, right. why are we sitting here acting like everybody's supposed to do everything? It's a no, team I, game. I, I understand, but the problem with the, and the problem is with the construction of the team and with the age of some of those guys. You we're know, ta- right like, now we're talking about Russ. We're talking about Russ and Mello. I, I agree. So why is Russ okay? and Mello and getting under the Russ, Russ is not. You you can defend um, you can defend M- Melo. He's uh, he was a bad defender in his prime. He's a swinging gate now. He just can't move. Like you just don't move the same, right? So if you're again, if that guy's going to play 15 minutes a game and you got put a bunch of dogs out there with him, he'll be fine. He'll be great. But if you put him out there with some other dudes that are in that same age bracket or have the same kind of liabilities defensively, like it's going to be bad. You know. Look, you know. Let me, let me say something. Let me say something to that. Right. So when me and Melo play together, I love playing with Melo. My man loves to loves to sag off me, and his man loves to play tight to him. Right, right. So it's right. like it's like okay, well, 
my man's like just like oh me. I can do a lot of things. I can I can shoot my three in the corner. I can dribble flip to Melo, and my man's not gonna be able to get up on his three. Sure. And Melo can also hit me in the pocket if my man was to switch. So it's like more of a thing where how do right. we highlight our strengths as a team and low light our weaknesses other than highlighting our weaknesses and low lighting our strengths. And that's a team thing. Like you said before, Melo, you as you think, Melo's never been a good defender. Okay, well, since he hasn't been a good defender in you, what you say, then how, how has he had this much success this long? How has he been able to be a swinging well, game. He's, 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 he's one of the great. He's one of the great player and a franchise player for you know what I'm saying. One, well, I mean, there's there's two parts to it. One, he's one of the greatest scorers in the history of the sport. Two, he actually hasn't had much team success, and I would say that's one of the reasons why. That would that would be the reality to it, right? Is that is that that ha- that, that that had a ceiling, you know? And what makes LeBron great is LeBron can score. And that's probably the third best thing that he did in his prime was score, right? Like it's passing and the ability defensively to not only play four or five positions, but also get everybody else where they're supposed to be, right? Like that's, that's the difference between LeBron and, or even Durant, right? Like Durant is ever bit the score now that Camelo was in his prime, obviously a better shooter, not the same post-up player just because of strength, right? But still a sick post-up player. Yeah. But the difference is that Durant has is a better passer and is a has made himself, has committed himself to being a much more effective defender. Now, part of that is also Durant's seven feet tall with long arms, so he can block some shots. But part of it is just in mentality, and that never that switch didn't really go on for Melo. And so I would say, I mean, if you look, he's been on some good teams, and the conference championship, the conference finals was the furthest he went with, I think, Denver once, right? And with New York once. So yeah. I would I would push back on, you know, the difference in him and all those other guys. Every one of those other guys on that list of top 75 players is all those guys playing the NBA Finals, and most of them won it. So, and, and it's not all his fault, but there's a portion of it that's because he was never really bought in defensively. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to push back on that. Like, I feel like that's like totally like opinionated as, as an athlete. Like yes. as in the in the tundra, um, when I was in college, I wanted to go back for a year, and I had a I had a conversation with Sean Miller, and Sean told me, "Stanley, you can come back." Right. Long story short, he said, "Stanley, you can come back, but at the end of the day, like I know you want to come back to win, but what happens next year if you get poked in the eye again? Like, what's going to happen next year? Are you going to want to come back for a third year? Right. Like, you know, at some point in time, like life is life. The game is the game." We talk about no team success, but that man has two gold medals. So if so, that team success to me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If, if Rob calls you and says, Stan, listen, tell you what, if you give me your honest opinion, I'm going to guarantee you, I'm pick up your, your, your team option. I'm going to guarantee your deal. But I'll, yeah. you have to be you have to be honest with me. Yeah. What do we do? We keep Russ or do we move Russ? Keep him. Okay. If if Rob asks you, okay, you can't. You don't have to name a name. Okay. But what's the style of coach that this group needs? That's a good question. Um, Can I give you my outside outside non NBA opinion? Yeah. For sure. Okay. You're not going to, unless LeBron respects you, you got no shot, right? You got no shot. LeBron has to respect you. What, okay. And, and so, and obviously if you're going to keep Russ, you got to build a bridge there. Like it was one of the reasons I thought they should have hired Scotty Brooks, not because there's anything wrong with his or anything wrong with anybody else in the staff that they, that they, that they moved around. But Scotty, Scotty has a great thing with, with, with Russ and I thought they should have hired him as an assistant, you know, for that relation for that, that, that bridge book. But, um, but I, you have to, and so the guys that he respects are like, like, look, Juwan Howard, LeBron respects Juwan Howard. I, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of talk obviously about Mark Jackson, but it, it has to be, whether it's Calipari or coach so, K it's gotta be somebody that go ahead. So like a guy like Austin Reeves, right. He's from Arkansas, right. Comes in, you know, the eye test is the eye test, right? Like, say say LeBron doesn't respect him when he first sees him. But he we had, respect we respect him because we're all like, obviously you're in the NBA. You're you're here for a reason. You who, 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 who did you say? I didn't hear what you said. Austin Reeves. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the thing about I think I think respect is is you earn that. You earn that. How do you like how any guy coach, who is serious about what coach, they want to do, any guy coach, who is serious about their job. 
anybody who puts the work in, anybody with good sense will respect that man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. like not about like but obviously it's the not about the it's name not about credentials. Works. It's not about credentials. It it does help. Credentials do help. But like there has to be like there has to be a, 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 a honesty and being able to work towards your job. Like at the end of the day, like everyone has to like LeBron's only LeBron because every year he goes out and does the same thing every year. 27, seven and seven this year, 37 and seven every year. If Bron didn't do that every year, then people will start respecting him differently. So it's amount of earning. Like we all have to earn our respect, earn our respect every year, everybody to a man. Now, obviously we're relationships and obviously like getting things done having credentials, having history. LeBron's been around for 20 years. So he knows all the, he, he's seen all these coaches. He, he's seen the championships. He's been in almost every final other than the last two, three years, right? So like, obviously if there's a Popovich in the world and they can get in the, in, in the room, okay, then it's a little easier conversation. But I don't believe that any coach can come in here and, and earn their respect and get their respect. Because I, in my opinion, all I've seen in, in the Lakers locker room are guys that really want to win basketball games. That's it. Ain't, there is no, there is no, there is no pretty way. There's no ugly way. We all just want to win. If that's ugly, so be it. If that's pretty, so be it. But it's not about like, oh, like we need Eric Spolstra. Like, it'd be great. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it, there's a lot of great coaches. I, like, there's a lot of great coaches. I think the coach of the year would be the head coach of Memphis this year. I thought he was like, great. A lot of people don't even know who the guy is. Yeah, he's a great coach. Their system is awesome. He earned his. He got a chance to earn his respect. Jamie Bickerstaff. When what, I was in the ladies, he, he was he was an interim what? head coach. Now his team's in the playoffs. When they when people thought they wouldn't be, he earned his respect. Um, like why what, why why wouldn't a guy be able, why wouldn't a guy be able to come here and have the opportunity like this to earn their respect? I don't see why that's uh, impossible. Man, I think Frank did. I think I think Frank. The, you know, the first year, I think there was a lot of caution about Frank, and I think he earned people's respect. And I think the team, you know, really responded to him, especially defensively. Um, but it didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work this year. Yeah, you know? and I'm sure injuries are a portion of it. Plus, lack of consistency when you have all these moving parts is a portion of it. Um, okay, you mentioned system. What's the type of system? Because the system has kind of always been the same when LeBron's on a team, though, right? Like it's coaches. You're like, well, you got to put into the system. Like, what system? You know, the team won a championship when LeBron was a point guard. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one for us because obviously, like, um, the system's going to go around who's here, and if we're talking to hypothetics, I mean, which we can't even talk about because we I mean, I'm not sure what the roster looks like. My agent would know more than me, but. From what I know in my conversations, there's only what two guys on the ro- three guys on the roster right now: AD, Braun, Russ, um, Taylor, four, and then me, Austin, Winion have options, team options. And after that, I mean, we're gonna have a whole. You know, we're gonna have a little bit of, of a different group this next year. Say we all were to say, you know, those <laughs> it's seven been a different guys group every year. It's been a different yeah. group every year. Even after they want to be the boss. Uh, what's your level of confidence that you'll be back? I don't, I really don't know. Um, 
I really don't know. I couldn't put a number to it. Um, the NBA is so crazy. Like, it's so crazy. Um, I believe that I did enough in Chicago to, to make that team, but I didn't. Um, so to say that I think I did enough or didn't, I don't even know what is enough anymore. Um, it's, it's up to this, up, up to the powers that may be. Um, do I feel like I'm, I should be on an NBA roster next year? I'm hundred percent confident in that. If I had to go get it out the mud and earn it, I'm hundred percent confident. I can, I could do that again as well. Um, what I do, I think that I, I'd have a better opportunity to help an organization if I had a whole summer to learn their philosophies and, and get in the gym with them 1000% as well. So you just never know. Like you never know, especially with a, with a, with the coach getting fired, it's even more helter skelter, you know? Sure. Um, cause you never know who the guy they're going to hire. Like what if the you guy they hire doesn't like, what if the guy they hire doesn't like people, people that their name starts with the S, you know, like, it's just like maybe I'm, you know, what I'm saying that I'm not, yeah. not playable at that point in time. Then I might use it. Well, it, it's also guys. Will coaches will bring in, you know, their bench guys will be a lot of guys that they know that they've coached with before. One thousand so percent, right? That's just the reality. One thousand percent. You got to bring in your dudes, you know, to be your eyes and ears and to to, to buy into the system. Um, you told me when we first talked about doing this, it was it was not long after you guys lost to the Bucks, and LeBron said so many nice things about the Bucks. They were they were playing great basketball then. Do you think they win the they, they come out of the East? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, Brooklyn's an unknown because we don't know if Simmons plays or how Yeah, play. you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is is not playing against the Eastern Conference teams as much as I used to. Right. I have no idea like how that thing is flowing over there. Okay. How about this? One? Um, let's, let's be more fair to you. I Memphis do. No, I, I will. Let me, I will say like they're when I played against them that what, after we talked the game, after we talked, they were, they were moving at a high level. Like <laughs> they were moving at a high level. Like they were moving at a high, high level. Like Giannis was playing like 30 minutes and still like, MVP numbers, which usually you're at 38 minutes. You know what I'm saying? How do you? You don't get this. You don't get to sub your best player out for a quarter. <laughs> like, you know, you don't get a quarter and a half where your best player doesn't play. Your team's playing that well. Like that doesn't really happen that much. But yeah, I really like Brooklyn. Like all those teams. Like, I'm just so unfamiliar. Like I'm obviously a big Toronto fan, so I I, I kind of like Toronto. I think they bring problems and and and. And I know being in that locker room, like I know their game plans are probably going to be the best. The best, I think Nick is probably like I think Nick has the better. I think Nick is Levant. I I I think Nick has the best game plans or the best strategies, um, league wide. To be honest, um, he's just he's he's the type of person that there's never a no. Like he has to figure it out. So with that. And and seeing how how switchable they are and how they shoot the three and knowing about the grit that these guys have, they already have championship um, cachet over there. Yeah. Um, I say like for me, if I was like I don't you know I don't bet at all, but um, I trust Toronto, and that's okay. obviously from I'm biased, but I okay. trust Toronto. Let me let me get uh, to, let me get to, let me get to the West real quick. Um, okay, so. I think one of the big questions is 
playoff Memphis as opposed to regular season Memphis? You know? Yeah. What do you think, what do you think playoff, like, will uh, will they be i mean that's that's a big question right like what will they be like in the playoffs because in the regular season i think fun. i think i think i think i think it'll be a great opportunity for dylan brooks john morant jaron jackson desmond bain kyle anderson you know all these guys steven adams this is a coming out party for them i think i think they view this as an opportunity more than they view it as like you know oh my god like you know what's gonna happen like they were one of the better teams all year. So I don't know why they wouldn't have confidence to, to, to get in a seven-game series with anybody and say, we can't beat them. And by the way, when you play in Memphis, you're not, you're not, getting, your, you're not getting your salmon and, and broccoli before the game. So it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. By the way, just so, just so you know, you missed a really good yoga, hot yoga session. In oh man! I went there one time. That thing killed me. <laughs> Come on, man! Come on, you're I'm, going to, I'm going. To, I'm going. To, I'm going to core power. Core power <laughs> is soft. That's like 85 degrees. It's hotter outside exactly. than it is inside. Hotter outside. <laughs> exactly. All right. I appreciate you doing this. Enjoy man. your night. And, of course. Uh, and we will talk soon. I'll get you in the hot room. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, brother. See you. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Uh, that was great. You can tweet him, uh, tweet tweet at him on his on his Twitter handle. You can check us out at Gottlieb Show, or of course the Doug Gottlieb Show Facebook page, or at Gottlieb Show on Instagram. Uh, remember, the Doug Gottlieb Show is three to six Eastern, twelve three Pacific. iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio, FoxSportsRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to download, subscribe, rate, write a review. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 